faith. Mm-hmm. The other step that I took, I know people just say, you know, prayer is important. Of course, prayer is important, but also writing those prayers down is extremely important yeah. too. Yeah. Um, and like I said, I had gotten that from my mom, not knowing that, you know, that's what I was, that was a learned behavior. Mm-hmm. I learned from her mm-hmm. until much later, mm-hmm. but writing those down, it, it helps. It's like, Having a prayer journal mm-hmm. slash testimony book is pretty much your own Bible. Yeah. Because yeah. you you go back and you look at it and you're just like, God, I'm going through this right now. But then you look at that book and just like, I'm going through this right now, but I remember you did this yes, for me. exactly. Like, I know you took care of me exactly. this time. So why can't you take care of me this time exactly. during this yeah. situation? Welcome back to another episode of I Wish Someone Would Have Told Me. Where we dive into all those topics that we really wish somebody would have told us about before we started this whole adulting thing. <laughs> so let's jump right into this week's episode. Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of I Wish Someone Would Have Told Me. Guys, today I have a special, special treat for you all. I have my friend Liz, aka Booski, as I call her. Hi, Liz. Hey, Boo, how are you doing? Man? <laughs> I'm good. So, guys, like I already knew that starting with this podcast, I would want Liz on because anybody that knows Liz know that she is lit, and this girl is full of ideas and full of like such motivational topics and things of that nature (laughs) so i was like "Mm, this has got to be on something but y'all we were talking recently and we decided we were going to record today Mm -hmm. and today we have a topic for you i wish someone would have told me to step out on faith Mm. we're going to talk about stepping out on faith liz when I say step out on faith, what what do you think of? Like, what do you think? Well, before we start talking about stepping out on faith, can we at least tell them how we know each other a little bit? Bro, you want a whole <laughs> intro? <laughs> I mean, we got an extensive history. Here's the deal, though. I have no clue how I met you. Neither do I. <laughs> and I, I, every single time I tell people about my squad of friends, mm-hmm. it's always just like, well, Tammy and I grew up together. We went to church together. Rachel and I... I can't remember when I met her, but I, I know no that we just started becoming friends like really close when you were giving my sister like piano lessons. Yep. And, everything. Mm-hmm. and then from there, we did like a little YouTube, like Moxie League and everything. Yeah. We'll talk about that later on in life. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we've just been, we've been PICs, like partners in crime For since real, then. since then. Yeah. Like no beginning and no end. That's called eternal, girl. Oh, girl, that's yes. eternal. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> so stepping out on faith. What does that mean to you? What does it mean to you? I asked you first. That's not fair. That's what you do when you don't know the answer. You just deflect. What does it well, mean to you? Well, there's not just one answer for me. It isn't. Like, just in general, when I think about it, I mean, since you asked me, <laughs> when I think about it, it's just going into the unknown blindly and trusting that every step is going to be ordered. Like, you don't know what you're doing, where you're going. But you know that God's got you, like, and that's all. That's the only thing you can rest on is right. that God's got you. Yep. Um, definitely for me, I have so many testimonies where I've stepped out on faith. Mm-hmm. And today I have a really huge big one. <laughs> but this big testimony that happened today, um, it 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 took time. Mm-hmm. And I can say, like, it took prayer and motivation and just constant, like, you know, 
strengthening my faith and my faith in mm-hmm. Christ and just saying like God I know like you told me not to doubt you and I know it's hard you know especially not seeing it and just simply believing mm-hmm. um this took time for me to develop this kind of faith mm-hmm. you know and I think a lot of people want to just jump and do like big things but yeah even the little actions you know those little small things that happen for you are those are the things that lead up to the exactly, huge amounts. Exactly. Um, so for me personally, I don't know. Like, do you want me to just go into my testimony? I do. I want, I want you to share. Like, share your testimony, boo. I want everybody to hear what the Lord been doing for you. I can't. But okay. you got to go back. Like, where did this all start? Maybe not give a whole bunch of details, but just mm-hmm. like a general background of where this all started for you. Okay, so for me, um, like I grew up in a Haitian household and everything, um, but a very Christian household also. And I can remember as a little child um, reading my mom's journal one time. I found it and I read it. Does she know this? She doesn't know this, but it wasn't bad. It was more like a prayer journal. At the time, I didn't know what what it was. She didn't call it a prayer journal for her. It was more like a testimony journal. Mm -hmm. Um, And I remember incorporating that into my life when I started nursing school. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, it was those little things where it's just like I wasn't, I wasn't really heavy in my prayer life. I wasn't even all that spiritual or my walk with Christ wasn't even all that, you know, mm-hmm. when I was in nursing school, but I was trying. Yeah. And I knew like when I had a hard test coming up or when I had something coming up or a clinical or something like that, I just knew like, if, especially from the life that my parents live, I'm like, I can always run to Christ and I know that yeah. he always got my yeah. back. Um, so I just remember writing in that journal. And then if I would pass a test or whatever I would just you know write about it and be like oh god help me pass my test whatever and it became like a a, a thing for me um I think the the one of the big moments for me was passing my NCLEX um I had yo hula my NCLEX it's a, I'm sorry <laughs> sorry so you guys the NCLEX is a nursing exam that all nursing students take once they've completed nursing school um, it's a big national board thingy, and then they can go on and practice as a registered nurse. Oh, yeah, the NCLEX. Yeah. yeah. So there's about, like, there's a whole test bank of questions. It's about, like, 237 questions, whatever, <laughs> that they can give you. But the passing that the you can actually pass with just taking the least amount of questions that they can give you is 75 I should say, and the most that they can give you is like 237. Mm. So I had told, I remember praying and writing in my journal. I said, God, I want to pass with 75 questions and that's it. I'm not going to go and take that whole test bank. (laughs) And I walked in there, took my test. And I remember I was at question 74 and I was like, whew, God, this is it. And then 75 came up and I was just like, I answered it and the computer shut off. And a lot of people always say that when the computer shuts off at 75, nine times out of 10, you passed. And there's a little trick that you can do. And sure enough, I found out right then and there that I passed. Yes. And I was like, look at God. <laughs> you know, and it was those little tiny things, you know, where they talk about like the, how, you know, having faith like a mustard seed, mm-hmm. a, a mustard seed can just do so much for you. Um, so it's been those little things that have just been going on in my life where um, whether I'm having issues with someone at work or a coworker, I'll just pray about it and I'll just be like, God, I don't know why you're putting me in this situation for, but I know I have faith in you. I know you're yeah. going to take me through it. I'll just pray through it. And literally every single thing that I've gone through, it's always been for my good and it's always been beneficial. 
always wow. <laughs> always so i ended up uh actually working in the er as soon as i became a, ner- um, a nurse mm-hmm. um and then i had a really rough start as a nurse i will say that i got kicked out of the er you know this yes. a lot of people know this yes. <laughs> i got kicked out of the er because i just wasn't getting along with people and i just kind of felt like i was misunderstood and there was a lot of bullying and everything going on my director actually put me on a step down unit it's another type of specialty it's not the mm-hmm. er um for a while and at the time i was like step down unit is the equivalent of like floor nursing which is like quote unquote basic nursing mm-hmm. um not that there is basic nursing but if you're nurse if you're nursing you kind of know what i mean um <laughs> so she had put me on that floor and at the time i was like oh my god i hate this god why are you letting me go through this like i, I can't stand this and then it just like now that I don't want to jump to you know ahead of the game or whatever of what I'm saying or my story my testimony um but I was able to put step down experience on my resume Mm -hmm. so I was like not only am I an ER nurse within the first year I'm also step down nurse too (laughs) like there's so much that I can do right and my contract originally with this hospital that I applied for um that I uh, was working at was for three years um and I started there in 2018 July 2018 and it is now June 2020. It hasn't yet quite been three years where my contract is up, but y'all, officially today, your girl is going to be a travel nurse. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> it is amazing how that all happened, and I'm just, it's a bit of a, it's a long process and it's a long testimony. I'm gonna jer- try to, you know, cut cut it short and everything so mm-hmm. you can get to talking and everything. <laughs> no, um, you're good. Your parts of it, um, <laughs> but it was definitely a struggle. So the other thing that a lot of people don't know about me is that while after I got my bachelor's in nursing, I continued right up into my ner- getting my nurse practitioner, mm-hmm. like grad school, um, and I had done that. The program is three years. I had done that for about one and a half years, almost two years where I was in uh, nurse practitioner school and I had one more year left to complete mm-hmm. and get my doctorate as a nurse practitioner. But this semester that just passed, like January 2020, was the hardest semester ever. Mm-hmm. I wasn't eating, I wasn't sleeping, I was stressed <laughs> out, I lost weight. I have never lost weight that fast in my life. I was miserable. And I, I was praying and everything and I just remember then this whole COVID thing happened. Mm-hmm. And I remember breaking down in March and I was just like, God, I'm not happy. I'm praying. I'm not passing these exams. <laughs> what is going on, God? Like I'm putting in the time. I'm studying you, dear God. I'm praying. But for some reason, I'm not passing these exams. I just had like a breakdown, like an anxiety attack. And then I was like, God, what do you want me to do? Because I don't feel like if you ever want someone to do something, it has to be that difficult, you know? And I was just like, God, what what is it you want me to do? And I remember like I was studying at the kitchen table and breaking down. I had to run in my room. I didn't want my parents to see me crying. And then I was like, God, what do you want me to do over and over again? I kept saying it. And since I was in high school, I always wanted to be a travel nurse. So I was just like, God, is it time for me to do travel nursing? Is is that what this is? You know? Um, so I was like, I think I'm going to do it. So I stepped out of my room after like praying. And then I was just like, I told my parents, I was like, listen, I need you to pray for me. They're like, why are you crying? I'm like, because I feel like it's time for me to, you know, take a break from school. I didn't take any breaks from school or anything like that. And I think it's time for me to take a leap of faith and to do travel nursing. Yeah. I had never done travel nursing ever in my life. I just, you know, fantasized about it. That's it. Dreamt Mm -hmm. about it. Didn't actually really know anyone that was a travel nurse it was scary you know and I was just like 
I told my parents straight up, I'm like, listen, I'm gonna do travel nursing. They were like, what? You don't wanna think about it first? I was like, listen, I, I, I've always, God has always placed this desire in my heart since I was in high school. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, and I feel like it's time for me to do it. Cause if I don't do it now, I don't know if I'll ever do it, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and that happened in March. And since then I've been praying and I've been doing research and I've been, you know, getting into contact with people and putting in all the work and everything. Um, and I had put in my two weeks, two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Today is uh, <laughs> June 30th. I put in my two weeks and I had been applying for nursing positions, uh, for travel nursing positions and everything. Wasn't getting anything. Keep in mind, this is in the midst of a COVID crisis. So, um, you know, travel nursing jobs, they're always hot, but it's not as hot as they usually are, you mm-hmm. know, as far as like the, the demand and everything. Um, so I was just like, I literally got off work this morning. My coworkers were like, you know, they do they threw me like a party and everything. And every time I saw a coworker, they would always ask me, so where are you going for travel nursing? And I literally told them, bro, I have no idea. <laughs> I have I, I have no idea. I have applied to several positions. The position that I thought I was going to get, which was in Mississippi, like like an Indian reservation. All of a sudden, now they're renegotiating the contract, mm-hmm. you know? And I was just like, so bro, I have no idea where I'm going. They're like, so you quit your job and you don't have another job to go to. And I was just like, bro, it's, I, I'm, I don't know what's going to happen. It's so uncertain right now, but I'm not scared. I know yeah. that God's going to take care yeah. of me. Because this was the same God, you know, that gave, you know the story about my <laughs> last job. There was another job that I was at, you guys, like in 2017, where I had quit slash got fired. <laughs> <laughs> in other words, and, you saw the firing coming and you were like, you know what? I just feel led to quit. <laughs> Pretty much. And so I started applying for jobs right then and there while I was still at that job. Um, and then they let me go. But I, he let me go and I was like, no, actually, I quit. You know, because my pride, my pride wouldn't let him fire me. <laughs> and then that same day I went home and I got a phone call from the hospital that I'm that I was currently working for. And they told me that they wanted to interview me for a nurse extern position. Yes. And it was the nurse extern position that allowed me to be placed in the right. It I was placed in the right area so that the director of the ER could see me mm-hmm. and then hire me as an ER nurse. That's my God. That's my God. <laughs> and that all happened the same day that I got fired slash quit. <laughs> and then today was my last day at work. And keep in mind, I just told my coworkers that I have no idea where I'm going, right? Um, I had told them, like, I'm thinking about North Carolina. I'm thinking about Mississippi, but nothing's finalized. I have no idea where, where I'm going. I ha- Like, I'm... I'm just literally just depending on God right now. That's all I'm doing. Um, and then I got off work and I um, got a phone call from someone. I didn't know his title, um, but he just called me. He was just like, hey, listen, I'm with so-and-so. And, you know, he actually had called me that night at work, but I told him I was at work, um, unfortunately, and I would call him back in the morning. So I called him back that this morning and he was just like, oh, you know, he was talking to me, like interviewing me and pretty much like talking to me as if I had the position already. And then keep in mind that this position I had applied for, there was no ER positions. It's a position in Arizona. There are 700 positions and he 
like none of them were ER positions. So because I had the step down specialty, remember mm -hmm. how I got kicked out of the mm -hmm. ER that I didn't want to get <laughs> kicked out of, but because I got kicked out, now I have step down specialty. So I was able to apply for a step down position, right? For Arizona. And I told him, I was just like, listen, I don't really want to do step down. So I'm willing to do ICU. I don't have any ICU experience, but I'm willing to learn and I'm super flexible. He was just like, well, unfortunately, this is the whole COVID thing that's going on. This is not the best, you know, environment for you to be learning something, mm -hmm. you know, for the first time. So he's just like, what's your specialty? And I was like, ER. He's just like, you know, it's funny because this morning, uh, it just so happened <laughs> that four ER positions mm. opened up. Four ER positions. And he told me four out of 700 positions in Arizona. So all these other 700 positions were just other, you know, registered nurse uh, positions, mm -hmm. such as like step down, ICU, PACU, like all these other things, right? Only four of them were ER. <laughs> and God had your name on one. On one. <laughs> and I was just like, what? So I got the man on speakerphone and I'm doing a little dance, you know, like a little shimmy. I was like, look at God. Like, God's just out here doing big things, just showing hot. And then... He was just like, so I'm going to go ahead and forward you for the ER position. And I'm like, okay. And he hangs up and then a recruiter calls me or a recruiter calls me. And he's just like, so congratulations. I heard you got the um, the job. And I was just like, by the way, I know your position. I know you're a recruiter, but who was the guy that just called me? And he's just like, oh, that was a project manager. I was like, what? He's like, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, well, he just told me that I got the ER position. He's just like, well, if he said that, then you got it. I was like, what? <laughs> and he's just like, oh, by the way, the start date um, is going to be Sunday, July 6th. I mean, I mean uh, it's going to be Monday, July 6th. And uh -huh. I was just like, what? Look at God. So your girl, your home girl is going to Phoenix, Arizona on Sunday. Gosh, and this morning you woke up thinking... Lord, I don't know what today's my last day. No, no, no. Last night you mm -hmm. went to work thinking, yeah. today's my last day. Because I, I work don't know nights. Where I'm going. You work nights. nights. Yeah. I don't know where I'm going. I don't know what I'm doing. All I know is that you told me to do this. Yeah. And then as soon as you get off, boom. Boom. He had it ready for you. Ready. Just imagine missing out on that blessing had you not obeyed his command to move forward and you know i think that's so interesting too i think a lot of people they want to just take that leap of faith mm -hmm. which is crucial which is important but it requires action yeah um i also remember this you know um i didn't just jump into this like i said i did my research i prayed about it i also spoke to people that were the most important around uh, mm -hmm. you know around me i spoke to my pastor mm -hmm. i spoke to the first my first lady mm -hmm. i informed them that this is what i wanted to do i spoke to my parents you know i prayed i asked for guidance um my pastor was actually the one that referred me to another child nurse that's also a christian and he's just like hey talk to her and get her experience mm -hmm. on it and i was like okay and because I talked to her I got so much more information yeah you know yeah. about it and it was just these small little steps and stuff that you know led up to me taking that big leap of faith yeah and it's crazy because my boss pretty much begged me to stay until the middle of July <laughs> right she's like okay Liz I know you you know you want to go and but I was just like miss I'm, I'm I'm so sorry but if I stay until July I probably will never do it mm -hmm. and I was like, so I gave her my two weeks and she was like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry to see you go. I'm going to miss you and everything. But I'm just like, 
you know, it's not even about emotion right now. It's just, I know this is what I got to do. Yeah. You know, and had I not gave that two weeks, when I gave that two weeks, I would not be ready for this position that's coming this week. Yeah. And I love what you say about, it's not about emotion because there's so many people that confuse faith with emotion. Right. They think that because they're emotional about it or they're, they're hyped up about it, or they feel so passionate about it, Mm -hmm. that it's faith. And sometimes faith is that thing that, well, most times, faith is that thing that you have no answers for. Right. But you just know. You just know. You And there's no way of explaining. When you, when I say you just know, there's no way of explaining I just know. Somebody asks you how you know. I don't know how I know. Mm-hmm. All I know is this is what God told me to do. How do you right. know God told you? I don't know how I know. <laughs> I, just know. I just know. I just know. He told me to do this. Like, And it may sound faith is going to sound so crazy to everybody else around you because usually faith it tells you to do things that are just irrational yep. to what everybody else thinks you should be doing yep. like that's that's how faith usually is yeah. and that's how god usually works i yeah. mean god's like oh abraham i'm gonna give you a son now go kill him <laughs> <laughs> do what yeah <laughs> That's just how faith works. Yeah. It was funny. Isaac was probably just like, uh, Dad, you really try to kill me? <laughs> so we going to talk about this? Like, <laughs> we just going to walk down this mountain like nothing happened? Like Abraham, Abraham was just like, so son, what you want to eat? <laughs> After you don't try to kill me? Are you serious? <laughs> I can't. But it's so interesting that you brought up the topic of crazy faith, right? Because I was actually, while I was in the whole, you know, is it? the correct word because you know you're my vocabulary go-to person is it correct for me to say hiatus i guess depends on what you're trying to say i don't know if hiatus is the right word. hiatus is when you're like taking time away from something no that's not what i was doing i was okay. not taking time away from christ or prayer just, or anything say, like when, that. just say when you were going so, through the process so when i was going there you go thank you this is why you're my vocab word you might you're my vocab girl you know um so while i was going through the process i was also like listening to things that would pertain to my situation mm-hmm. so there's a pastor oh, he's very popular pastor mike todd mm-hmm. and he has a series on youtube that's called crazy faith mm-hmm. right and i was listening to it the whole time and i'm just like and the way he explained things it, he simplified it so well mm. and i was just like bro like th- this is faith is not that complicated yeah. it really yeah. is not that mm-hmm. complicated yeah like you can't actually see the wind but you you know you that know the wind's there, there. Yeah. You, you don't see love but you know that love mm-hmm. is there and i'm mm-hmm. just like bro we just make faith so complicated so sometimes and that's one of the series that i was listening to and also that was a step that I took yeah. to get to that huge leap of faith. Mm-hmm. The other step that I took, I know people just say, you know, prayer is important. Of course, prayer is important, but also writing those prayers down is extremely important yeah. too. Yeah. Um, and like I said, I had gotten that from my mom, not knowing that, you know, that's what I was, that was a learned behavior mm-hmm. that I learned from her mm-hmm. until much later, mm-hmm. but writing those down, it, it helps. It's like, Having a prayer journal mm-hmm. slash testimony book is pretty much your own Bible. Yeah. Because yeah. you you go back and you look at it and you're just like, God, I'm going through this right now. But then you look at that book and just like, I'm going through this right now, but I remember you did this yes, for me. Yes, exactly. Like, I know you took care of me exactly. this time. So why can't you take care of me this exactly. time during this yeah. situation? So I wrote all these things down. I was writing down. I was like, God, I want to be a travel nurse. I want to be this. I want to go here. I want to do that. I'm like, I don't know what your plan is or how it's going to happen, but I know you're going to take care of me. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was that. 
and now I'm looking back at it, which is why I'm really upset at myself because I really wanted to bring my prayer journal and just kind of read it a little bit, uh -huh. not tell everybody my full details, you know, because just a little tidbit, just a little tidbit, you know. <laughs> but um, to to show people that this really works to a point where it's like, like I said, it literally becomes your own Bible, like yeah. you know, yeah. where it's just like you're reading it and you can also share your testimonies with other people and just be like, listen, I was going through this and mm -hmm. I didn't think that this was gonna happen for me, but. Look, God did it God for did me. God did it. Mm -hmm. God did it for me. It's written right here. And also what I love about what my pastor said is like whenever you write in your prayer journal, um, write a verse next to it. Mm -hmm. You know, write the date, the time, yeah, the verse yeah. and everything. And try to remember where you were when you wrote that. So mm -hmm. that when that when that prayer does come into fruition, you yes. Know, sing, yes, right? girl. Yes. <laughs> Get it, girl, with the vocabulary. <laughs> So when that word, so when that testimony does come into fruition, mm -hmm. you're just like, bro, I remember I was here and I was there and I wrote it down right yeah, here and look yeah. at God. Yeah. It's just, it's just amazing. And it's those small little steps that lead up to that big leap of faith. Exactly. Like always having that just encouragement within yourself. Cause it's so easy for you to, like you said, go back to the Bible. And I love when our pastor talks about have, have, having your prayer journal as your own Bible, because not that you're trying to replace the Bible, right? but it's just one thing to read and see what God did for Abraham, what mm -hmm. God did for David, what God right. did for this person mm -hmm. or for that person. But it's it, faith hit a whole lot different mm -hmm. when you can look and say, this is what God did, did for, for me. me. Like, <laughs> <laughs> this is not anybody else's test. This is mine. This isn't mm -hmm. something I'm reading about it because I lived it, mm -hmm. not because somebody else lived it. And I'm trying to draw strength from what they went through. And I believe that, you know, the reason God allows us to go through things is so that people can draw strength from us, of right. course. But sometimes it just like, like the Bible talks about David saying he had, David had to encourage himself. Right. Like sometimes you just get in those moments where nobody has the words to say. Woo. There's not a one amount of scripture that can help you through. Nothing it. like that. And then all of a sudden you just get to reminiscing mm -hmm. on what God has done for you. Yeah. And it's like, if you did it before God, you can do it again. You can do it like again. you can do it again. I have no doubt. And sometimes that's the thing. Like, a lot of people will sit there and try to make you think that if you ask questions, you doubt. Hmm. And sometimes you just you're just seeking guidance. Yep. That's it. There's a difference between doubting and seeking guidance. Like like for example, I, I like to tell the story of um I think Luke's father's name was Zachariah. I think it was Zachariah. Anyways, Luke in the Bible, uh, mm -hmm. not Luke, John the Baptist in the Bible. I know what you meant. And <laughs> and um like when when the angel came to him and said, hey, you're gonna have a son, he was like, how? And he was like, oh, so you don't believe? Well, you're not going to talk until it happens. Mm -hmm. And then the angel turns around and goes to Mary and says, you're going to have a son. And she says, how? And he's like, oh, well, this is how it's going to happen. Mm -hmm. da, 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 da. She said, be it unto me. They both asked how. But one was asking like, okay, guidance. And the other one just straight doubted. Right. Just straight doubted. And God knows your heart. God knows when you're doubting and when you're just like, Lord, where do I go next? Like that moment where you broke down and you went and you said, God, I don't, what do you want me to do? Like, mm -hmm. what am I supposed to do from here? And then at that point, he just dropped it in your heart, travel nursing. And you got up and you started walking. And I remember this is Tuesday, just Sunday, we were having a conversation and you were like, I don't know what's about to happen next. That's like, so true. I have no clue what's about to happen next. Mm -hmm. And I said, like, just, just allow God to basically open those doors for you. I don't remember mm -hmm. the exact words, something yeah. along that line. Mm -hmm. And then here we are. Two days later, not even a whole week, mm -hmm. two days later, 
God opened the door. A week from the time that you said, I don't know what to do. A week later is going to be Sunday and you'll be on a plane going, walking directly into what God had for you. <laughs> like when God does a work, he moves quick. Mm -hmm. Sometimes there's times where you do have to be patient and you have to wait and wait and wait. And sometimes you wait and you don't hear God. But faith, your faith is tested the most when all the answers don't come just like this. Yep. Your faith is tested the most when God is quiet. And like they say, and I love it. I've always loved it since I was a little girl. The teacher is always silent during the test. Hmm. You've never taken a test where the teacher's just barking out all the answers. Like, oh, I never heard that like, one before. I, I can't <laughs> use that one. You, I had never heard that one. But seriously, it's when you true. think about it, yeah. like you've never been there. Like sometimes even you'll be like, oh, I need help. And they may give you a little hint here or there when you're young. Mm -hmm. But the more mature you get, your teacher's not walking around giving you little hints. Like you need to have studied up on this by now. You need right. to have been in your word. You need to have been in prayer. You had to have studied up on this by now that when God gives you the test, you can say, all right, I'm going to go through this with grace. Like yeah. I'm really going to go through this with grace. And that's the whole point of stepping out on faith. Like it's the unknown. It's literally, who sings that? What? That's awful. It's like a Disney it's song. It's Disney, I think. yeah. I don't, I don't know. know. <laughs> Into the unknown. I, oh, that's that Frozen. Ugh. Oh, yeah, I don't really care for yeah, Frozen. But I will tell you that the one Disney song that I can relate to with this whole experience is the, well, it's not Disney actually. It's, um, I think, Jury Morts or Paramount Mario. Okay. Um, Anesthesia. 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 <laughs> oh, she's a nurse. <laughs> I said I got that one song off of Anesthesia, that little, that children's, the children's movie. Anesthesia, the children's movie. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> it's okay, boo. I forgive you. You're excited about this nursing thing. You know Anastasia? what I said. Anesthesia. Yes. <laughs> I'm so sorry, bro. <laughs> this is why you're my go-to person. You know exactly what I'm talking about. I got go you. <laughs> but that song that she sings at the beginning where it's just like, heart don't fail me now, courage oh, yeah. don't desert mm -hmm. me. And I was just like, heart, oh my. don't fail me now, courage don't yes, desert me. Yeah. <laughs> so I love it because I'm just like, you know, um, your heart can be so emotional, mm -hmm. you know, but it's so important to keep your emotions like in check yeah. and don't let it fail you and like courage. You always need to have courage, that bravery to actually go and take that step. Mm -hmm. um, knowing that there is a whole bunch of risk involved, mm -hmm. but honestly, I feel like you have to know that the benefits will outweigh the risks. Yeah. yeah. And it's just like, regardless, even if it fails, even if something happens, whatever, mm -hmm. It was all planned, planned and ordained by God. Exactly. And all of it is working for my good. Because I tell you, when I was on that step-down unit, there was absolutely no way that I saw that this being on a step-down yeah. unit, which is like a downgrade from the ER, mm -hmm. could be beneficial mm -hmm. to me. And I remember you being in that season. Like, I remember that you were not happy. I was not happy. <laughs> you were not I was so upset. Happy. But, I mean, look at how God, when the Bible says all things, God don't play with words. He don't. He does not. When he says all things, and he specifies that word all you better believe that every single thing that happens in your life is working out for your good yeah all things are working for your good yeah all things to them that love god it always works out for your good always. and i'm gonna i'm gonna share a little testimony it just popped in my head because sometimes you know it's like you have to hold god will make you hold out on faith like you did to the very last second like hmm. the very very last second and I remember uh, there was a time, and I, I just, I love this testimony. It's, it, 
sometimes I look back and I'm just so astonished even at my level of faith when this happened. Like uh, I was 17, 18, maybe 19 years old, somewhere around there. Mm -hmm. And there was a trip that my church was going to go on. Bro, when I tell you I did not want to go on this trip, I did not want, I had no desire to go on this trip. Like none, no desire to go on this trip. And, um, and then one day, all of a sudden, it was the week of the trip, I get this desire to go. And I'm like, uh, but I don't really know where this is coming from. I think this is just emotions because the trip is now coming up and I don't mm -hmm. want to be left behind, you know, all that other stuff. And then I go to bed and I have this dream and on this dream, I see myself getting onto the bus. So I was like, okay, well, let me go ask my mom. And my mom told me, no, you you can't go. So I was like, that's weird. I wasn't expecting that. Like, mm -hmm. I, I, I had a dream I was supposed to go. Now I have a desire to go. I thought she was going to say yes. So Wednesday, I go to my, I go to church and I go to my pastor and I tell him I want to go, but my mom said no. And he tells me if God ordained for you to go on that trip, then um, he'll change her heart. So I go home that night and I'm reading up on this sermon and in the sermon it says faith is like binoculars. It doesn't mm -hmm. look at what's going on right now. It sees afar off. Oh, right. Yes. <laughs> and I was like, that's it. That's it. I know I'm going. So that's Wednesday. Thursday, I start packing, but I didn't finish packing. We're supposed to be leaving on Friday. I have to work all day Friday, but I didn't finish packing, which I'm so glad I didn't finish packing because like God knew, God mm -hmm. knew. So then on Friday, I'm working all day and I'm just like, Lord, my mom, I, I can't ask her again because she's going to get mad if I ask her again. Mm -hmm. Said So you're just going to have to touch her heart to let me go on this trip. Five o'clock, I'm supposed to be clocking out. At like 4.30, I call my boss and I'm like, hey, can I take a break? And she, she comes up, she relieves me. I'm walking and I said, Lord, it's almost five o'clock. This bus is supposed to be pulling off at like seven. Like, I need my mom to let me go. Mm -hmm. and um, the devil started working on my mind and saying, but what if she doesn't let you go? And I said out loud, walking into work, walking around my job, I'm like, devil, I don't care what you say. She's going to let me go. Mm -hmm. as, soon as, I said, as soon as I said it, my phone rang. Hmm. As soon as I said it, and I didn't even look at my phone. I said, there it is. Hmm. And I picked up my phone and it was my mom. Hmm. And I answered and she was like, are you packed? <laughs> and I said, this calm. I said, no, but I was going to when I got home. Mm -hmm. And she said, well, how, how were you going back? And I told you, you couldn't go. I said, because God told me I was going. Hmm. And she said, well, pack your bags. You're going. Hmm. And I get home, get all my bags together. And y'all listen. This this is the craziest part over all that. This is how you know God when he's when he when God puts together a plan, he sees that thing through. So I knew going on this trip, I wouldn't need any more than like twenty dollars really. I just knew because of the way the trip was set up, I really wouldn't need any more than like twenty dollars on this trip. But I got home and did not go to the bank. So I was like, Lord, if I could just get $20 in my pocket, that would be great. And so I'm packing, packing, and I come across this card. And during the time we were doing Secret Sister, um, and that Secret Sister is like an exchange where you're exchanging gifts for like six months secretly to one another, one another and the person doesn't know. And after six months, you reveal who you are. Mm -hmm. So I find this card from my secret sister and I open it and there's $20 in the card. Wow. And so I take it on the trip and all that other stuff. And then uh, either on the trip or after the trip, I went to my cousin and um, she's, she's, 
she was my secret sister. But my cousin at the time was real stingy with her money. And so I went to her and I was like, that card you gave me, it had the $20 in it. And I tell her this whole testimony. And I said, I'm just so grateful that you gave me that $20 because God used that. And she looked at me and she said, I didn't put $20 in that card. <laughs> and I was like, yes, you did. Like that card you gave me had, she said, Rachel, I did not put $20 in that card. And my other cousin said, mm, that's God. And I said, I believe that. I believe that. Because when God puts something on your heart, he makes sure everything is taken care of. Like mm -hmm. even today, Liz was talking to our friends about this whole transition. And the first thing they want to know is, but where are you staying? Where's the car? Like, how are you getting to and fro? What you eating? You know, like, we just wanted to know, are you going to be okay? And she's like, oh, yeah, this is taken care of. That's taken care of. Yep. This is taken care of. Yep. When God does something, he does it in its entirety. He doesn't, entirety. he doesn't leave one little detail out. Mm -hmm. Yep. It's true. That's crazy. It's <laughs> crazy. And I also, you know... I want to also be realistic mm -hmm. and because we are human mm -hmm. and I won't lie to you while I was going through this process, I was low-key sad, <laughs> you know, but yeah. that's why I stress the importance of keeping your emotions in check, mm -hmm. you know, because I was, there were times where I was down and I was up, like I was down and I, have to, I would have to, you know, encourage myself and mm -hmm. bring myself back up. Mm -hmm. And I want you to remember, I want you to know if you're listening to this that it's like it's natural to be sad and to be discouraged especially when you don't know where your life is going to go or mm -hmm. what's next you know it gives you anxiety it's mm -hmm. normal to have those feelings but like i said we have to keep our emotions in check That's and right. understand and and realize that we're dealing with the father that cares mm -hmm. like he cares for everything even those small little details and everything mm -hmm. and just you know remembering that will help you encourage your faith and help build you back up so where you're on your mountaintop again yeah. Nothing is insignificant to God. Right. Nothing. I mean, you think about kids when they're babies or toddlers mm -hmm. and they fall and they hurt themselves and all a parent has to do is just kiss the boo-boo and makes it all better. Mm -hmm. That kid was fine the whole time. Right. But just that little extra added comfort is what makes them feel like, oh, I got this. Right. And they go off running like they didn't just get hurt. And sometimes like as adults, we're looking at these children and we're like, oh, they're fine. You know, they didn't even need that. But that's the way God looks at us. Sometimes we get down and it may be something that other people look at is so insignificant. Right. But just a little kiss from God, that mm -hmm. little touch from God, that little still small voice that tells you it's going to be okay. okay. That's all you need. And you feel like you can overcome. And that doesn't mean that once I get over this, that's it. Hmm. No, there's something waiting for you on the other side. Once you get to the mountaintop, you got to come down at some point. Right. And when you come down, you're back in the valley. Mm -hmm. And then you know what? You go back up the mountain. Yep. Like you just, you don't always stay up on the top, but just understanding that every single day, waking up is faith. Stepping out of bed is faith. Right. Walking is faith. Yep. Starting your car is every action that you take. Mm -hmm. It's like unconscious faith. Yep. And that's where it has to get. Yes. I love it. <laughs> that's where it has to get where where your faith in God has to become unconscious. Hmm. It's just you it's just an automatic, you know, where the things that we consider supernatural just become natural. Like it's right. normal everyday behavior. And it's hard because like you said we're human. 
Yeah, and doubt loves to creep mm-hmm. in everything. Doubt, doubt loves to make you feel like nothing's going to work out, nothing's as you planned, or even that you're outside of the will of God mm-hmm. because things are not going according to the way you planned for them to go. Right. But they rarely ever do. And just because things are going wrong doesn't mean it was not the will of God. You right. have to be tested. You have to be tried. It has to, if you didn't have that step down um, experience, you wouldn't be where you are today. Right. The testing and the trying set you up for success. It did. And you didn't feel like it at the time. No. I did not feel like <laughs> it at the time. Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. I didn't feel like it at the time. Mm-hmm. I felt like that was wrong and, you know, vengeance. I want vengeance yeah. and all that and other if stuff. You, and remember, it was during that time where I told you, I'm going to quit. Yes. I told you I was going to mm-hmm. quit. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I was like so finished with that. I told my pastor, I told my parents I was going to quit. And then my mom, I remember my mom coming and she said, This is to key. Me, my mom was saying to me, <laughs> don't let anybody make you leave, you know, leave on your own good terms. Yep. And um, there was one time where I was just stressing because keep in mind, I was also in school during this time, mm-hmm. too. And I was just like stressing over homework, school and work, you know, everything not going to plan as far as like work wise and everything. And my mom just came out of nowhere and she was just like, don't you know who you are? Oh, OK, mama. And I was just like, and it was just that's all she said. And then she walked away. Ooh. And I was like. She's right. Don't I know who I am? <laughs> like, I'm over here stressing about these things. And it's a natural thing. Don't get me wrong. It's very natural to be stressed about these things. But like I said, once you get into those bottomless pits, you have to pull yourself yeah. back up sometimes. Whether you read a Bible verse or you go back in your prayer journal, you read something, or you reach out to someone that you know will encourage you. Exactly. You know, you have to get back up there so that you can, you know, regain your faith, you know, and remember who you are, you know? So it's so small little thing. So what would you say if our listeners are listening right now, what would you say are those little things that someone can do or those actions that a person can do to make that leap of faith? I think that you you actually made it clear. You pray, you write it down, you add apply scripture to it, and you walk. Hmm. That's it. Because you you can't you can't plan faith. Right. You just can't. God puts something in your heart and you have to walk. Sometimes you just have to walk blindly. You just can't plan faith. Right. So as long as you know that and something that you said that I think is so key that I feel like a lot of people miss is seeking spiritual guidance from your pastor or your parents. If they're godly parents and things of that nature, seeking spiritual guidance from the people that God has put into your life. Um, God will connect you with somebody if you don't feel like those people that are immediately attached to you are mm-hmm. those people. But God will connect you to somebody. But seeking that spiritual sound guidance. Right. Because the wrong guidance, it doesn't matter how long a person's been in church or how spiritual they appear to be. If they are anointed with the wrong spirit at that time, they will send you completely away right. from where God has for you to go. Um, and so definitely just having that sound guidance to sit down plan it out you you met with your pastor you talked extensively to him and his wife about what you wanted to do and what your plan was and you allowed them to help guide you through it along with your parents that's super key mm-hmm. super key along with um the prayer and the the journal and things of that nature so that's that's what i think it all sums down to you know you gotta you gotta have your faith backed up on something, and it's always gonna be on your knees. Yeah, that's where you're gonna find that strength on your knees every single time. 
So, Liz. Rachel. It's been fun. It's been so much fun. I enjoyed it so much. Like, whew, I really did. This testimony girl. Yeah. I'm so happy for you. Thank you. I'm sad, but I'm happy. I mean, I won't be gone forever. You, you won't, know? but... Florida's my home. <laughs> <laughs> when, when Liz, when I heard about her leaving... I didn't say congratulations. I didn't say I'm happy for you. I didn't say, oh my gosh. I sent the meme that said, this too much. <laughs> did, that that was it. Like, cause it was just like, oh my gosh. I knew it was coming. I just was not prepared for it to be five days away. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Five days away or whatever. Something like that. Yeah. I wasn't prepared for that, but yeah. I'm so happy for you. Thank you. Like, you have no idea. Thank you. All right, guys, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Again, you can uh, write me on, what's my email? I don't know what your email is. I wish dot SW someone. I forgot it. I don't know. It's going to be in the outro. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I just oh completely drew a blank. It's oh. fine. It happens to the best of us. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, guys, you can write me. Share this with somebody that you know that may be experiencing something where they just need their faith built a little bit. We draw encouragement from each other. Yeah. If you have a story, yeah. send it to us. I was just about so. to say that. Like, I want to hear your stories of, you know, faith, your leap of faith. And yeah, stuff. definitely. Because, you know, we just, like I said, we draw encouragement from one another. And I'll share your stories on my podcast so that um, others can draw faith from you all. And if you need anything that you want to be prayed for, I'll pray with you guys. Just send them over my way. All right. So, guys, it's been fun, but I got to run. Toodles. Love you. Bye. That was good. All right, that wraps up this episode of I Wish Someone Would Have Told Me. If you all have something more that you want to add, please just share it with me at iwish.swhtm at gmail.com. That's iwish.someonewouldhavetoldme, swhtm, at gmail.com. I'd love to hear your feedback, your critiques, your thoughts. Maybe we'll talk about them on another episode. I'm always down for doing a part two of anything and coming back and talking about something more or expounding on some of your topics. And hey, if you know a person who's not quite adulting yet, go ahead and share this with them so that they can get some tips from us older folk (laughs) on some of the things that we've gone through in life and some of the things that they need to look out for in life. And I'm always willing to have conversations. So please, please, please draw me a line i'm always looking for new topics so if you can think of a topic that you wish someone would have told you about go ahead and drop that line all right i'll talk to you all next week have a great week toodles